0: This is Cody Robbins from Live to Hunt with Cody and Kelsey, and you're listening to Joby and Shed with the Foshi Creek Podcast. You're listening
1: to Joby and Shed on Foshy Creek Podcast. You're listening to Joby and Shed on the Foshi Creek, Creek Podcast. It's not as good to speak the language, but it's close. <laughs>
2: you're listening to the Foshy Creek Podcast, I'm Joby Holland. With me is Mr. Shed Whitaker of Mossy Oak. And in today's episode, we have Mr. Slade Johnson with us from Trips for Trade. So Slade, uh, glad that you're here with us today. Appreciate you making the connection so we can, can visit with you today.
1: Thank you guys for having me on. Excited to chat for a little bit.
2: Yes, sir. Well, tell us a little about who you are. What kind of what brings you here today and with your Trips for Trade and go back as far as you want to go. So tell us about you.
1: Awesome. Well, I, I grew up in Butler, Alabama, and uh, not not too far from the, the Mossy Oak crew up the road in West Point, but but yeah, just big outdoorsman. I was in the woods every chance I could get. My grandfather, he was taking me out of school for when I had buck fever, or you know, playing hooky on the uh, on Fridays just to get an extra day of the weekend. So we we're in the woods every chance I could get, and grand was he was a big turkey hunter, pretty well known in the area for uh, for his turkey hunting and. I really didn't realize how spoiled I was growing up with him. He was, he was good. And, um, when I was about a, in middle school, he had one bird left on that grand slam and I desperately wanted to go on that trip with him. And he told me, no, once you get to college, we'll start yours. And what he was really saying is it was a boy's trip and he was not taking the teenager alone to go tell grandmother what was going on. I'm sure, but they went on and he finished his grand slam and I always looked forward to going on that trip. Uh, when I got older and within my senior year of high school we got sick and my freshman year of college he passed away and that was one of the toughest things i've been through and i uh, kind of in memory of him my dad and i were like let's you know let's go do the grand slam and start looking at outfitters and it's like this is just it's going to be a pretty big expense to go on these three other trips and i was like but why not swap a proper a, a trip on our property instead like my grandfather that was one thing i grew up on was was just sharing what we were blessed with and, and taking people hunting and letting them experience first and he really put every extra dollar he had into the farm especially for turkey habitat and, and so I was like you know we got really good eastern hunt and we'll see if we can swap for a subspecies well ended up finding a guy in Colorado and, and he's like man I hear you have hogs in Alabama could we swap for a hog hunt and I was like man we'll pay you to come shoot hogs uh they're a nuisance for us so long story short him and his son ended up coming and uh killed their first hogs and then my dad and I went to Colorado to kick off the grand slam and and from there that's I was going through business school at the time and um, realized there, this could be a, a, a business venture here and saw there wasn't anything more credible than a forum out there for it and um, just realized there was, there was a, a big opportunity. So we ended up creating Trips for Trade primarily for that outdoorsman, but we opened it up to more than just hunting and fishing. Um, this is one thing we kind of tap into the R3 efforts and, and bringing people into the outdoors is... Um, our four categories are outdoors adventure vacation and sports so anybody can swap a trip of whatever they have for any kind of trip they want to go on so whether that's hunting fishing beach condos lake houses sports tickets uh, you name it and and pretty much you can swap that experience for another so that's that's kind of been the 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 long story in a short version but a lot of passion behind what we're doing and um, was able to finish my grand slam through trips for trade and that was, you know, number one thing on the bucket list. I knew it. knew it put a smile on, on Grant's face in heaven when he when that was done. So, long ways to go, but we're enjoying it and we're enjoying connecting people along the way.
2: I, I bet so. And I guess your Grandpa was a kind of a big inspiration, really, to to get this started. Is that right?
1: It is. Yeah. I mean, that it, it was really the the whole passion behind it was, you know, something that that he'd been proud of and he'd loved to have been a part of, and um, and and just for us, just kind of core values is. We, we always grew up, like, what can be a first, you know, and achieving things in the outdoors. And I, I think it's just really neat to be able to help people do that quicker than they thought they would and more affordably than they thought they could. Um, and so we've had a lot of fun doing that for people.
2: You know, dads, and I, I've been very fortunate to have a dad that uh, he's 70, we'll be 79, I guess, this year. But, you know, he's still dragging his own deer out, still climbing trees, and we get to spend a ton of time together that ordinarily would not get spent. spend. Uh, but there's something – even more special than that when it comes to, to a grandpa it's just uh kind of hard to explain it but when you got a good one there's just nothing better than that you know exactly. and I, I think it sounds like the experience that you had and that leaves a big big void there no question but it's nice to be able to keep a legacy going
1: exactly yeah that's that's one thing we always said he left a legacy and just trying to honor that and, and share what he's left with, with as many people as possible that's every every turkey season every deer season we're we're taking people on our place and even if we're not swapping with them, just trying to make sure they get to, you know, experience something and hopefully a new first, whether that's the first hog or first deer or first turkey, and uh, just something we're really passionate about.
2: Now I'm only hearing one thing that seems problematic to me, and that problem is, and I don't know if it's true or not, but you being from Alabama, there's a good chance you're a fan.
1: I, I am an Alabama fan. I went to went to school there, did undergrad and grad school, and the university's actually invested in our business and uh we've got they've given us office space and they have uh we've been through their accelerator program and everything so they they've really kind of been in our corner so definitely got to say roll tide on this <laughs> one
2: <laughs> well shed see he although now a, a mississippian a son of the south he's Actually, from Ohio, and went to school at Ohio State University. That's the problem I, I was getting at there. I hope there's no tension building. I'm sure there's none from you. I'm sure there's none from you since you all beat him by like 25. But now, Shed may be holding some resentment over there. So, probably a good opportunity to let Shed uh, maybe get some of that out here. Are you okay, Shed? Uh,
0: yeah, I'm good. Half our team was out or injured. So, I mean, that, that, that uh, or we had the virus. So, we'll, we'll it, take a handicap. I always in. thought it was kind of odd that. I know of, of Alabama players got the virus all year, but when Saban has <laughs> the coach, and the only thing Alabama has is Alabama football in the whole state, they just say, "Well, we're we coronavirus free, and we let all our guys play." Yeah, it was so, a, it was a
2: conspiracy, uh, Slade. You know, that's only I think that's what he's saying. Only way Alabama won was a uh, was a little conspiracy there, breaking the rules. It's right, so what, so
1: what we feed them, I think, over here. They just we just grow them a little different. They, <laughs> the virus doesn't affect
2: them. That's yes. right.
1: But uh, we're basketball school, anyways. You know, this year, so we're we're focusing
0: on on that basketball right now. Yeah, well, I think we're still ranked higher than you guys. So, good luck. <laughs> uh, and one thing we can all agree on is is
1: those spring turkey hunts. So that's right. That's what.
2: We hey, but you, we definitely, you can all agree on Alabama's pretty doggone good year in year out. There's nobody that's got oh. a that better program over the course of time than what they got. Nick Saban. You know, to go into a place, and I know we're getting way off topic, but to go. On, all of us, you know, are in positions where you know you come behind somebody that's been really successful. Or it's always helpful if they're not been as successful. Then, but man, to come into a place where Bear Bryant is, then you end up winning more national championships than him. When you would think there was no way that could ever happen, and he's done that—pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, it really doesn't matter who you go for. You gotta, you gotta appreciate, you know, discipline and, and success, no matter where it's at. And, yeah, and what he's done with our program. Is it's been cool. And it's been cool to be a part of it and kind of be here in Tuscaloosa as it's happened.
0: So we've, we have been enjoyed that for sure. How do you contribute Oops, to the uh, McDonald's bags of cash, or you guys <laughs> do it a different way up there, Alabama? I turned my head. I don't <laughs> contribute. <to that.
2: laughs> here's here's some money. Just take it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's your food in the lunch lap. Yeah, we I stay out on all that. <laughs> how many now, how many people on that, that uh, are involved in your trips for trade or, or swapping football tickets over there? so we we really
1: haven't grown into the sports category as big as we thought we would. I think the virus kind of shut that down quickly. Um, you know, so we we expect that to pick back up in the in kind of years to come, but we wanted to have it as an option. Um, and we hadn't spent really any of our marketing dollars going after that category. Uh, just kind of set it up to where if people wanted to, they can. So we've had some guys list like Iron Bowl tickets and um, even some national championship tickets before. But, um, but yeah, most, most of our trips are hunting, fishing, and I'd say vacation would be the next uh, with beach condos and lake houses.
2: When did this all kind of get started? What year and how long have you been up and running?
1: Yeah, so I guess this is technically our fourth year from concept. You know, the first year we really weren't, Kind of, kind of restricted it to people that I knew personally. About 20 friends of mine from around the country, and uh, was connecting those guys to get proof of concept before we just kind of opened the floodgates to the public. And, um, and so yeah, we're we're sitting at about four years right now. Um, we've got trips in all 50 states and 12 different countries, and uh, really about anything you want to do, we've we've got a really cool trip on there. And one thing we're working on right now is kind of the origin of everything had to do with turkey hunting. And that's, that's really my passion too. And we're trying to help people achieve the grand slam and the super slam and be a resource for that. And uh, so we've got, we've got all the species subspecies and we're working on the last few states we need. I think we got like six or eight more states uh, that we need for turkey hunts. And really then we'll have, you know, we'll have a resource for turkey hunters. Like if you're wanting to complete any of these slams, here's where you can do it And, and you can just swap what you have access to. Uh, to do it and, and save thousands of dollars. So that's that's one thing we're excited about.
2: When you start a new venture, it's, I mean, you plan and you collaborate with other people and discuss it, but it's, and, until it actually starts, it's kind of hard to predict pitfalls you may have or things, man, we just didn't think about that. You know, looking back, uh, what were some of those things? Were th- maybe some of the negative experiences that you had or uh, just things you didn't anticipate?
1: Well, uh, coronavirus for one, that would be, that'd be a big <laughs> one. Uh, wasn't the best time last spring to be in the travel industry. We kind of put everybody put everything on pause, but we have seen that pick up I think faster than most people in the travel industry because the outdoorsmen have are, are really kind of accepted what it is and it wasn't going to stop them from going on trips, uh, you know, sooner than most. We just kind of focused more on regional travel where people could drive versus fly. Um, so that was a huge one, obviously. But early on development, uh, me not being a coder myself or developer, we were very limited. We've got we've got scammed multiple times by different development groups. The very first person that I tried to use when I was in college to just build our MVP here um, took my seven hundred dollar deposit on the first day, picked up shop, put a for rent sign on the door, and I still had not got a hold of that guy. You know, <laughs> three or four years later, so. Um, so we've had a lot of blows on the development side. Thankfully, our, our tech lead now is just incredible. He's he's in Birmingham, and um, and he him and a few other guys that have been vital to helping us get this off the ground. But um, but still, we've had we've had some crazy development stories. With even we're working on a um, a new platform right now that's completely custom, and we've kind of we've had to put that on pause right now for some development issues and just trying to work out the kinks it's it's been uh it's been our biggest struggle aside from that i think we did kind of assume especially being here in tuscaloosa that the sports side would pick up a little bit more than it did mm-hmm. um and just some some assumptions that we were wrong about and is you know people kind of a misconception a lot of guys have with tickets is like oh well it's only worth you know 50 75 hundred bucks nobody's going to want to trade for this um and so there's there's kind of that Conception that we've tried to address is like if it's if you enjoy it somebody else would as well so no matter what the value is yeah you're not you're not going to trade that for a five thousand dollar elk hunt or something but um you might not at least but you might trade it for you know a fishing trip or something like so there's 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 still value in everything you have so i think those kind of misconceptions is one of the um the learning curves that we had to address early, and, and, and we still, we, we you know, we, we know we still haven't figured everything out and we're learning every day. So just trying to
0: address those and make sure that we're adding value every way we can. Now, do you have to sign up, you know, or you get a membership to uh, be part of this?
1: Yeah, so it's a membership model. We uh, very early on kind of made that decision that we wanted to go membership versus like transaction fee. Um, and the reason is. One, the transaction fee model gets it, it just gets logistics; it get a little bit difficult because we want people to talk on the phone and connect ahead of time to make sure they're comfortable about trading, um, and it just didn't work with a transaction model. But and 2 we we're going to have to charge more, um, but with the membership model, this is kind of it's kind of barrier to entry. It makes sure that our people are are comfortable and serious about trading before they ever get on and communicate with our, our community members. So um, so we have a few different options. One, our most popular options are annual membership, which is $125 for the year. Uh, we have a premium membership, which is what most of our outfitters like to use, uh, which comes with like some ad space. And then we have a monthly option that's $12 a month. And so really these, we you know, we wanted a few different options that kind of best fit the, the individual, but, this is kind of helps make sure people are more credible and they're serious about trading.
2: Does the outfitters does that work any differently than if you and I are just making a swap? And also, if if the value is different, if I'm giving you tickets to Alabama basketball and you do have a elk hunt in Colorado and the the value is different monetarily, are, are we making up any of that difference? Do I need to pay you more because I'm going there, or is it just straight swap regardless? Is the value in the eye of the beholder? I guess.
1: So. That's something that we found was really neat about this early on is the, we don't we intentionally don't put a value of a trip publicly listed because value is so subjective based on what you've experienced and what you know what's left on your bucket list or what you want to try for the first time that we've seen people swap trips you know thousands of dollars in difference as an even swap and and that happens more so than anything else is. It's a one for one, uh, maybe a two for one in some circumstances, but we really say don't make up for any kind of value difference by cash or money exchange. Um, really make up for it in the, the details of how many people to bring, how many days are you going to stay on your trip, you know, how many animals can you harvest. like um make up for it that way if there's a big value difference but for the most part people are what's really neat is people are focused about the experience more than oh you got a better deal than i did in this exchange
2: okay and the same goes with the outfitters same same concept so out- for-
1: yeah out- sorry i missed that question outfitters are the same i would say about i don't know 40 50 of our guys in the outdoor space are, are probably outfitters and the rest about just a much private and then a few on the on the public land, kind of do it yourself style hunters that have just had success there. So the, the layout's exactly the same. We let people sell trips through the site too. We don't charge a transaction fee there either. We just say um, offer the offer a little bit of a discount to our members. Um, and so we would you know the only difference there is it basically the Outfitter has the ability to list on their on their listing that they're they're willing to sell it.
2: How is your membership progressing are you seeing seeing good growth with it is it kind of meeting the goals that you had anticipated
1: yes yeah, it's, it's definitely growing uh consistently we saw we saw a drop obviously when the virus first started um and we really we we started out the very first year i guess two years we didn't um you know we didn't charge because we needed to build that base of a community and of trips to be worth charging for um but since then yeah progressively just growing uh obviously we we always got goals that we want to hit and want to want to push our stuff to do better but um but it we we've seen having the different options have helped too like originally we started with just the annual membership then we opened up the premium and the the um the monthly which we've had a lot of interest in as well so just trying to, to kind of keep adapting and listening to our community guys and see what you know what they want and, and thankfully is being
0: a, a fairly small company. We can, we can move pretty quickly and adapt. How, how does it work? Like just kind of backing up and say, you talk about, uh, the university got behind you. How did, how did that come about? I've, I've got a, another friend of mine, he's got a, a business that he's starting on, on the health side of things that he, the, the people he got involved with actually, uh, go to Georgia and they, mm-hmm have a thing, it's almost like that, uh what's that, that Mark Cuban show, Shark Tank, uh, Shark Tank but they run it, it's it's basically like that, and, and kids <laughs> that, that are in the university can come there and show them their business ideas, and they bring investors in, and somebody says, yeah, I want to invest in that, and then they, they support those businesses, is that kind of the same thing, or how would you get the, the university to get behind it?
1: Yes, yeah, so, we the university it, it was really great timing for us because when we were just kind of concept of the business in that concept stage the university had brought in a director of to kind of be over entrepreneurship and from Michigan I believe and her whole job was like we want to grow yeah we want we want to grow our our uh, entrepreneurship ecosystem here in Tuscaloosa, like, uh, Birmingham's got a big one, but Tuscaloosa has got a ton of potential with the university in its arms. And, um, and so that was her goal. And very first off came out with the competition. We've got, there's several big, like Regions Bank and, um, um, Ed Aldag has medical properties trust and he's the biggest donor of, behind the competition. And, um, and so, anyways, we have a, a competition the university does every spring and every fall uh, to where they select winners and they get just prize funding, non-dilutive funding. Um, and then the university has a summer accelerator program. Um, and so, we actually were in the very first competition. We didn't win anything. That next fall, we won like a thousand dollars, I think, in the competition. The next spring, we won like five thousand dollars then the next spring we won the sixty thousand dollar grand prize um and so all in all i think we've after that after an accelerator program where they put in cash as well and then they we did a seed round our first seed round the university we put in some cash on that as well for our first investment round so all <laughs> the universities invested about 100 grand uh through those competitions and, and then personally into our business so that's
0: been super helpful i bet that's awesome
2: should, do you think Ohio State University would be interested in getting involved, maybe kicking in something uh, financially?
0: <laughs> they probably put in two hundred.
2: That's right. <laughs> I, like
0: I like it. It's
1: growing. I mean, I think a lot of there's there's several schools that have had you know done it sooner than Alabama, but it's it's rapidly growing at these universities because there's just so many talented students coming through with ideas, and uh, if they can match them with funding and and mentors and. Um, you know it really can be a, a way to keep talent there in that town and, um, and so that's that's kind of their their whole goal is like local jobs and local new businesses staying uh, around the university.
2: So what things specifically are you doing to to market your website your, your brand and uh, what does that entail on, on a daily basis for you?
1: yeah so we are we are going through a lot of different avenues um the podcasts have been great we've we've been on a few that that just help us really explain the story and kind of what's behind the the company but um social media has been a big one for us we do several ad um avenues we did trade shows prior to the virus those hopefully be kicking back off here before too long um But yeah, social media has probably been our biggest, and then we actually have launched our perks program this year, which has been great. With um, I think we partnered with about sixty different well-known brands to offer discounts to our members. So, you know, we promote our partners to all of our website traffic, and then only provide that code uh, for our members to help them just get an added benefit to that membership. Um, That's actually you know was working with Jake directly on that for Mossy Oaks, a partner there and. Um, and just several other brands that have been awesome to work with. But yeah, to answer your question, we, we have tried a lot of, you know, we're trying a lot of different things and, um, you know, just trying to trying to get it out there and make sure that people realize that it's an option and, and really if kind of just helping paint the picture of, yeah, we, there is a membership fee and it does have a cost associated to it, but if you go on one swap and two, even three years you know you're you're going to say well All over right. the amount of paying for a membership fee to be a part of this kind of vetted community
2: to do any outfitting and huh? as you know you know i guess 2 2000 dollars probably at a minimum I and mean, it's probably not going to be the experience that you want for at 2000 probably significant savings here a person would have i guess other than uh, whatever they paid for their initial tickets they have or whatever they have to trade and your travel expenses of getting out there uh, uh-huh. which is going to be a significant savings overall
1: Exactly and those you know those expenses are still gonna be there if they go pay for an outfitter. and we you know mm-hmm. We work with a lot of outfitters, so we're not knocking the fact of using an outfitter or paying an outfitter We just say it doesn't you know We realize it doesn't make sense for everybody every year to pay an outfitter to go on a trip. You know as outdoorsmen we have so many things on that list we want to achieve like this this is a way just another really affordable option to, to do that but still have an incredible experience because you still might be hunting with an outfitter or you might be hunting with a private landowner that could even have a better experience than an outfitter. Um, but yet you're not paying the thousands of dollars there. You're just swapping something that you already have access to.
2: Do you have some trades involved, you know, like public land hunting? Is that, is that a possibility?
1: We do. We have uh, several, um, especially like you think of duck hunting in Arkansas uh, to some stuff out West with elk hunting and mule deer hunting and, um, and, you know, obviously the fishing, offshore fishing and stuff like that. But, uh, but far as far as that, it's a smaller amount of trips on our site. But but absolutely, we tell people, you know, there's value in just knowing, being comfortable with public ground in your area and having success in the past that, that people, you know, 100% are willing to swap for that uh, just to get access to the knowledge that you've, you've acquired over the years and to kind of just be there with them and show them the ropes. And so, you know, a lot of times there's, there's some restrictions like you can't guide somebody necessarily uh, without a guide license, but with ours, how it's kind of set up. And and we work with a lot of state agencies as well, but um, how it's set up is so that we're not, this isn't a paid deal. This isn't a guided trip. This is, Hey, tag along with me. I'm going to be hunting too. And I'm going to just teach you what I know kind of more of a mentorship role than a guide role.
2: I mean, this is a very unique to me service that you're providing, which is seldom the case. Usually, things are reinvented, or has anyone done this before, or is this strictly, uh, are you the first?
1: So it, it's an age-old concept. Like this is something that my grandfather, I grew up with my grandfather doing with friends of friends. I think at some point, probably all of us have swapped a trip with yeah. a buddy of a friend, or or just a buddy that we've met through hunting or the industry. So, you know, there's nothing new about the concept. Um, it's really and and the fo- there's forums that have been around for you know ten fifteen years um, to do this online, but what we saw is just there wasn't any credibility with that. A lot of people you know create a username Buck Slayer and mm-hmm. you know and there's you see where somebody wants to swap with them and then there was never a response and um, and then just people getting kind of scammed on that because. There's just no accountability to it, whereas we brought in the membership model. We brought in the profiles so you can really get a good understanding of what you're trading for and pictures. And, um, and then us being the third party involved, we've got agreements that you can sign to make this like an official contract of the trade. And, and really all that does is just provide credibility and accountability to make sure it's going to be successful. And then what really we're the first kind of mover on is kind of expanding the industry. So, um, so those forums have been around for a long time with just hunting and fishing. There's been really successful websites that have done the vacation exchange, uh, for beach condos and second homes and all. Um, but nobody's really combined multiple different industries. And, and that was just something where we saw an opportunity of like so many, uh outdoorsmen, you know they might not have a hunting lease or hunting property but they might have a beach house or uh, you know a lake house or a condo uh, that's vacant half the year so why not leverage that to get access to a more affordable trip well it's it's been neat man we that's something i think that we've got a lot of room to grow into is just like i said those other categories and um the biggest thing we, we have seen a few other people try to Kind of pop up after we've got started, and kind of copying even some of the same verbiage on our website and using the same taglines and everything.
0: But everybody, that's just business. I mean, <laughs> yeah. when you see somebody that's doing something right, it's hey, let's steal this idea and and roll with it. That's just the way the world works. Now, are you are you getting anybody like Africa trips or New Zealand stuff like that? We have several in South Africa and New Zealand. Some
1: awesome, awesome trips um we i think we've only lined up a couple trades there again with the virus that really shut that down completely but um but we're starting to see some of that possibly pick back up but we've got some awesome trips and and really the the overseas guys are more than willing to trade those guys are they're all about it they love the concept um and and you know especially south africa they've you know they love coming to the states and, and hunting and fishing and um, and the, they've
0: got just such an animal-rich environment on some of those places that I oh, yeah. um, love it. And they ain't been nobody over there, so they're I'm sure they're one. And they're probably going
1: to get you over there and say, hey, uh, you know, I'll, swap, I'll I'll let you hunt this one animal for free, and then when they get you there, they're going to be like, well, you want to buy these other 10 animals? <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> now, so, um, how have you been able to make those connections? You said you're in all 50 states, and you're in 12 countries right now. How difficult yep. has that been to make those contacts, and how have you done that?
1: Mostly uh, through introductions, through trade shows, and then through uh, social media. So Instagram's been a real big one for us and Facebook. Um, but yeah, it's it's really direct outreach. We we hustled super hard the first year or two, um, just really targeting people on social media and, and just having a conversation with them. Even just like from my personal account, I would just be messaging people and kind of explaining the value there. Like, hey, I, you know, I see that you guys have um, and incredible photos obviously you have some really good opportunities to trade and, um, just think you could see a lot of value in this. And we had a really good response and feedback for, for kind of building those relationships and, and adding those guys to our community.
2: In a typical year, what, uh, what trade shows are you trying to be, be visible at and attend?
1: So, um, last before the virus, we, our biggest one was NWTF, um, I've I've been super involved with that all through school and and big supporter there. So NWTF is probably our biggest. um, And then several in Alabama, we did Buckmasters in Montgomery, uh, World Deer Expo in Birmingham. um, And then a few just kind of smaller shows in Alabama. But I would say NWTF is our biggest one. We've we've talked about doing some of the the other bigger ones, um, but we really just really starting to talk about that right before the virus hit and, and that kind of put a stop to that. So maybe uh, maybe a few other ones in the, the upcoming years as we get back to, to normal, hopefully.
2: Shit, are you hearing anything? I know Archer Trade, and I know, uh, I guess, NWTF or the couple of big ones that were canceled this year. I guess Ship Shot Show in Vegas, I guess, was as well.
0: What mm-hmm. Are you hearing
2: much about next year, or are they just not saying anything right I, now until they know I more? I haven't
0: heard anything on next year, but, of course, Texas opened up or opens up Wednesday. Oh, they got rid of what was that on the news last night? They said Texas open all businesses 100. percent, No more mask mandate. Mississippi did the same thing. Beat Alabama there. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know that they, so they're really you've got um, kind of the next big show coming up would be the Bassmaster Classic, which is going to be in Texas in June. It was originally going to be there I think in uh, this week, and they moved it because everything was going on to uh, June. Then you have uh, ICAST, which is down in Florida. I think it's in July, uh, if I'm thinking right. So you've, uh, at Florida, I think uh, you'll see them probably have that open fully up too in the next couple of days. So those are really the next two big shows. And I'd say that if everything with those states goes good and those shows happen, then I say that you'll see, Shot Show and and ATA and NWTF all be full cool going in next year, as these states start back up. We actually had a call
1: uh, right before this had um, a representative from Buckmasters call me because we were uh, had already paid our deposit for this past year, and they're they're having theirs in August. Um, she said they're on track to you know have it fully open for August, so. Now, that could change if things change, obviously, but she wanted us to confirm, like, our booth and um, and said that it's it's on for, like, August the 20th, right around
0: those, those dates. I feel like every state is going to be opened up except New York and California. Yeah. It would not surprise me a, a bit. Maybe a couple of those East Coast states up north, but I'd say everybody else is going to be full go in the next month or
2: two. Mm. Yeah, I saw the Iowa Deer Classic. I think they're having that this weekend. I don't. I didn't look to see what the specific regulations yeah. or anything were on that. But what I saw looks like it's full steam ahead. So yeah, I think people are ready to get back going. And you know, being here at school and keeping up with some of our numbers here locally, man, they've they've really dropped off uh, as far as our our numbers here. I guess they have nationwide as well. But I don't really keep track of that.
0: I, we haven't had anybody. I haven't even. I haven't heard of anybody that's had it a month. Wait, we haven't had anybody. Uh, it's almost like, eh, hey, Alexa's over. It's going away.
2: Now, Shed did have it. Slade, did you You had the virus at this point? Or?
1: I haven't. Uh, a few people close to me have. Not many, though, just a handful. Um, one of the guys on our team, he had it early on. Um, and then my girlfriend's mom had it. But I think that's really about as close to home as it got for
2: us. I, I haven't either. I'd say a lot of yours is probably, in uh, the difference between you and Shed, a lot of yours is probably attributed to that crimson. Crimson Tide, but... Uh, Crimson blood over yeah, here is a little bit. That's different. right.
0: Maybe. <laughs>
2: Slate, are you able to track the success of your hunts, whether you've had issues with them or the positives? Do you, you get much feedback? I'm sure you have some type of evaluation or format available, but do you get much response back?
1: So we, we actually are trying to improve that. That's one of the things we're working on right now because it is – it's it's difficult to get people to fill out a survey, as I'm sure – I know most of you, I'm sure you guys are super familiar with that. But, yeah, so we're – right now we're kind of limited to if they will fill out our email survey that we send after we connect people because – we, once people find a swap and they're interested, we let them swap phone numbers because we want them to talk on the phone and kind of get comfortable with that person. And at that point, it's really hard to bring somebody back onto the platform to, to leave a review or leave a comment. Um, we still do have several people doing that, but, but we know we're missing a lot of our, our reviews, but from what we found so far, um, all of, we haven't had a single bad experience. The closest thing we had was, uh, we had a guy swap in Alabama for, an osceola hunt in florida swapped a deer hunt for a uh, osceola hunt and it was two guys went down there for the florida hunt and one guy he got to the spot and the guy put him there and he's like man it's you know it's, it's only like 20 or 40 acres or something and he being from alabama he's used to hunting like thousand acres and it was kind of just he wasn't ready for it and I, I think there wasn't great communication on the front end there And his wife had something going on so he actually only stayed for a day and left but his buddy stayed and he killed his osceola and finished his grand slam so you know it was um you know kind of a mixed review there he he left a little early and his buddy was super excited because he finished the job so um that's the closest thing to a bad i guess review we've had Uh, everybody else has been super excited lifelong friendships have been formed people have got into um created new business partnerships out of this like we had a guy swap an overnight tuna trip out of Texas for an elk hunt in Colorado. And those guys are now business partners on a different venture and like just, you know, best friends basically at this point. And so a lot of success stories uh, and just thankfully not not any negatives yet. We, we know that, you know, as we grow, that's probably inevitable. There'll be a few bad apples in the group, but really kind of that outdoorsman persona like this is, to do it, the golden rule, the doing others as you had them doing to you, like that really applies here and with, with outdoorsmen. and I think that's why we'll see way more success than any kind of uh, negative experiences.
2: So that's good that you've only had what you've had. That that, that says a lot, I think. And it seems like you're, the, the whole the basis of what you're doing is making connection with other people and building relationships with people, which is, as we all know, is really what life and everything else is, is about. So that seems to be the basis of your company, and that seems to be the results of what, uh, the clients if you will or the members what they get out of it can you expand on that that premise a little bit that,
1: that's 100 percent on i think and and that's something that i'm really passionate about just kind of over the years i've 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 got just a strong interest in connecting people I, i'm a big relationships kind of guy and, and and like connecting dots on how to help people with you know, people they may need to know. So that's that's another reason I'm passionate about this because that's that's what we're doing. We're connecting people that are like-minded and, and we're helping them achieve things together that they want to achieve. And um, and I think just a strong relationship is built out of that. Um, you already have, you know, so many interests that once you have a good experience, it really just kind of nails down that relationship. And um, so, yeah, that's that's 100% accurate and, and, and it's something we're, you know, we're proud of to be able to say that we're, we're helping people do that.
2: As far as growth and future projections, what are, what are your goals as you move forward, and what are you do, doing trying to reach the expectations that you that you set for yourself?
1: Yeah, so you know, for us, I think I think there's a lot of room of growth in the other categories. Um, you know, we we work with a lot of conservation groups. We work with several, like the Two Percent for Conservation and the R Three uh, kind of movement with recruit, retain, reactivate. I think that we can use this platform to, to help our overall numbers for hunters because the people that say, for example, we we connected a guy the other day in Nashville that had never been hog hunting with one of our guys here in Alabama on a hog hunt and had incredible experience, but he really just had no clue. He's not a hunter, never hunted before um, and wanted to learn about it. And I think this is a way to where people can kind of test the waters if they hadn't done it before um, and and not have a several thousand dollar expense to pay an outfit or or have to go public land and maybe not have such a good experience. You know, they still have a good experience without breaking the bank to try it out. And then for that, somebody that, you know, maybe they've been burnt out of just being a deer hunting club for 30 years and they hadn't hunted the last few years. Um, Now they realize like, okay, yeah, maybe I want to go try something new and, and kind of get them reactivated um, or it's, you know, somebody that's a turkey hunter wanting to, to try new states and check off a slam, then that's kind of that retention model that where we can keep those people trying new trips every year. So, you know, for us, it's, it's a conservation push. That's one of our big goals and, and where we, we think we can add a lot of value and help is, is just getting people outdoors and, and doing it affordably. And, and then obviously growth, we, we, we really would love to just kind of be that household name when people think about going on a trip you know just as easy as they think about going to an outfit or going to public land they're like well here's that big third option we could swap a trip mm-hmm. so i think we got a long ways to go to get there but but we're definitely you know full speed ahead trying to get there
2: do you see this uh, leading to some additional ventures for you uh, kind of under your the umbrella of what you do and would you even want that to happen
1: yes yeah, so we we've actually got several things going on we we have uh i guess i personally have a, another brand which is called grandson outdoors and um, we've got another llc that does a little bit kind of promotional materials and all so um got a lot of different irons in the fire and, and more to come down the road i think ultimately we we would want to you know see an exit in this and 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 take you know start start another venture to to, to grow but this is this is the baby this is the the, the personal venture that that i'm, I'm most passionate about and um, just got a long ways to go to, to get where I want it to be. But uh, one thing on that note that we are about to launch, um, hopefully soon, we're we're about to finish up development on that web page. But it's our charity side of this, so where we can work with conservation groups, we can work with any charity uh, to help them, basically, essentially raise money year round through trips. And so we're going to basically be building another marketplace so that when somebody wants to buy a trip, they uh, they go to our page there anytime they purchase a trip that money the full amount the full value of that that trip is going to go to their preferred charity and um this is something we had not talked about yet because we had you know we hadn't launched and but we're super excited about kind of the scale that that has and the impact of what we can do with these charities so many of them are struggling right now the virus about made a lot of organizations go out of business nwtf included and and we just know that through our network and um, and through our platform and kind of the tech side, we can help add some value there and help raise them some additional funds. And I think that's something that's going to be really big for us.
2: If no slate, is there anything that uh, we hadn't discussed that you think uh, folks would like to know and that we need to know?
1: I guess, you know, the biggest thing for us is, is you know, just consider it. I think uh, any listeners that that are an outdoorsmen don't, you know, if you enjoy what you have, somebody else would enjoy it too. So it's definitely an option to for you to swap trips and, and really any kind of experience. And we're I'm I'm available if anybody wants to you know talk to me or any guys on our team. Um, you know, an email at slate at tripsfortrade.com or just go on the website at tripsfortrade.com and search through the trips and see what we have. See if anything sparks your interest and and try it out. If uh, you know, really, it's it's really a low cost. Uh, trial to see if it's something that you want to do or something that you enjoy or if you can find a trip. So we would love to, to help anybody check things off their bucket list. And, and then I also created a, a code for, for any listeners just to get 20% off that annual membership. And, then, you know, it's just 40 20. So just, you know, if they want to type that in on the um, on the website, that'll, that'll save them, you know, 25 bucks or so on that membership just to kind of try it out for their first year. So if anybody has any questions or wants to try it out then then we look forward to helping you
2: thank you also there's probably people that think well i don't have anything to trade i don't should they look at that a little closer they may have more than they think
1: and that's something we you know we kind of talk to people all the time they're like well i'm in a i'm in a club or you know really don't have a lot of property and and yeah it's it's really reevaluate that because again if you enjoy it somebody else will too and you know yeah you might not be able to swap that for everything on the side or everything you want to do but there's probably somebody out there willing to try it out. And, you know, we've got guys that, for example, the suburban bow hunting has got so big and we, we work with several guys out of Atlanta on that. And one of the trips we have listed there has been one of our most popular trips. And you're hunting on like five acres of ground. If you go swap for that person and, and people are willing to swap elk hunts for it, you know, like it's, it's, it's just saying there's pe- people's interest in what they value is, is so subjective to their experiences. So, you know, definitely try it out, revisit it, whether it's, you know, it doesn't have to be hunting and fishing, if it could be a vacation home or tickets or anything. You know, you you've probably got something of value or even if it's a guest membership in your hunting club, you know, you probably got something of value that you could trade.
2: Slade, so with turkey season coming up, and I I think you're a pretty avid turkey hunter from our conversations earlier, so what what's your spring look like coming up?
1: We're excited. We're gonna do uh, Mississippi in the 15th, uh, so we got a couple weeks for that. Um, Alabama here comes in on the 20th, and, and we've got a big turkey invitational that, that we're putting on for the Grand Slam Outdoors side, and we'll have probably 120 hunters part of that, so we're super excited about that. And then our big, big thing this spring uh, that we'll be announcing here soon and is the, we're gonna to try to do the Grand Slam in under 36 hours. Uh, one of our investors, John Casimus, is is the shooter on that and, and i'm just helping him put everything together but um that's going to be a big feat we're, uh, we've got a lot of big brands behind us sponsoring that we're going to do a huge raffle giveaway with probably ten twenty thousand dollars worth of stuff we're raffling off and even some signed guitars by luke bryan and chris jansen hopefully and so it's, it's going to be a big deal and so we're super excited about trying to try to achieve that grand slam in 36 hours so We'll have more on that, and if you guys want to tune along, you know, make sure to follow our pages, and and you'll you'll be able to get in that giveaway and and watch as we live stream this trip and try to try to do it.
2: What would be your best piece of advice as hunters look to begin their their turkey seasons coming up? Is there any advice that you would uh, want to relay?
1: Yeah, I I think um, you know from the as as I guess heavy as we are in the turkey space is. You know, I think set some set some different states up this year. Like try something new, get out. Don't just be stuck in the ground you hunt every year. Like, especially with us, we can help you try a new state and new new property very affordably by trading. So, you know, maybe just start checking off another state off that list, or if you want to try your Grand Slam and go after a different subspecies, I would just encourage that. I think it it adds to the to turkey hunting it's new experiences in new places and and you're just going to love turkey hunting that much more and appreciate what you have even that much more so uh, so my advice would be yeah, try something new try somewhere new and and if we can help you do that then uh then check us out and i think you'll you'll be pleased at the trips that we have to offer in these other states and other subspecies
2: what's your personal go-to call or top tactic that you use when turkey hunting
1: Yes, yeah, so um, I help uh, with the Houndstooth game calls. So I use a lot of their calls right this season, and have been super happy with those guys. We were there here in town, and was actually at the shop yesterday working on some calls with them. But for me, I guess individual call. I would say I use a pot call more than anything. That's kind of my go-to. But really, it's the less call and more the woodsmanship, and you know, scratching in leaves like those that's what kills more of the turkeys on our hunts than anything than the calling. by no means my incredible caller i got a lot of room for growth there but, but for me it's the it's the setups and the woodsmanship and and so try to try to always get better there and and just kind of focus on those different setups
2: so lady you got time for kind of like five quick questions absolutely question one what's one thing you look forward to the most as it relates to turkey season
1: for me, I guess it's going to be that, that, that Grand Slam trip. Trying to, trying to do that in 36 hours would be my, uh, we're fired up about that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Even if we can't achieve it, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're, we're looking forward to it.
2: What's your favorite all-time hunt and why?
1: I would say um, probably my Miriam hunt in Colorado for the Grand Slam because, you know, for me, that was really just starting off that Grand Slam. In memory of my grandfather and, and it was with my dad and, and anyways that kind of started the business and everything So it's kind of an iconic hunt for me going out there. And uh, so that that probably be one of my favorites
2: If you could sit down and talk with any one person past or present regarding the art of turkey hunting who would it be and why?
1: You know, it's kind of getting a little I guess sentimental on you, but I I, I mentioned this earlier. I didn't realize what I had with my grandfather you know, growing up and so I wish really I could be older and appreciate those conversations a little bit more with him. Mm -hmm. I think he was so wise and such a good hunter and his name was Gary Fortenberry for for any that from this area that might have known him. But I really would go back and, you know, would love to just have be able to soak up as much knowledge as he had because I think there was there was so much that I either forgot or, you know, didn't realize what I was actually learning growing up and I uh, kind of took that for granted.
2: Thought that would be your answer, and that's that's outstanding. What's what's one thing in your hunting arsenal that you cannot live without?
1: Hmm, that's a tough one. Uh, for turkey hunting specifically? Yes, I am pretty flexible. I don't know that I have a a certain a certain thing that I have to have. Hmm. I don't have a good answer for you on that yeah. one. I'm pretty, pretty, pretty flexible. Well, I, I don't
0: think I one think thing that's a, that just, you got to have a gun. I think yeah,
2: that's maybe, an answer. <laughs>
1: maybe <laughs> a gun would be nice, or you know, at least some kind of weapon there. But but yeah, we're I don't have any certain thing that just kind of stands out there.
2: All right, last question: If you only have three songs in your musical playlists, what would those be, and why?
1: Well, that's that's a good one too. I think uh for me i'm i'm big on big believer uh, a lot of kind of my background music while working and enjoying is, is christian based music and, and i guess country would be a, a close second there so I on a song specific necessarily like a, a lot of like Hillsong, um need to breathe stuff but then also like the some of your your typical country songs too so don't necessarily have three top songs, but I guess that would be more the genres that, that we listen to and like to like to have playing.
2: Well, Slade, thank you. And again, tell us where listeners can connect with you and as well as information as it relates to Trips for Trade.
1: Yeah, so if you want to reach out directly, just slade at tripsfortrade.com and that's the number four. Uh, The website is tripsfortrade.com. All our social media channels are just, you know, at Trips for Trade. So anyway, you guys want to connect, uh, we're, very, you know, very transparent company and very, very easy to get a hold to and responsive. So if you have any questions, let us know and uh, and I hope you guys will, will check it out and make sure to use that code if uh, if you want to get a little discount for your first year and and we'll, we'll we'd love to help you this year. Well,
2: Slade, thank you for taking the time to visit with us. Sure enjoyed having you. It's a very unique opportunity that you provide and so hopefully we'll uh, you'll continue to grow and I think with your commitment. It- only one way it's going to go, and it has continued to go up. So, thank you for spending time with us today and, and making us aware of what you have and who you are. And, uh, Mr. Whitaker, any final words from you, sir?
0: Go bucks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, hey there's... man,
0: appreciate – really appreciate you uh, joining us and good luck with everything. You're not too far from here, so feel free to ever – if you're ever in this area, come over here. We, we don't allow you to wear the, the Alabama – parallel. in our office you, you might have to switch to mississippi state <laughs> i'll just put on some bottom right right, about get in then. i'll let you right in the front <laughs>
2: door and if you have any issues with jake i don't know what you're trying to get with him if you have any issues problems you're a standstill just just holler shit he'll get it taken care of <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. awesome well no guys appreciate that appreciate y'all so yes. much love what you're doing and uh, i think you guys got got an exciting road ahead of you too and um, and then the Mossy Oak guys, man, appreciate that. All, we're, we're a Mossy Oak family for sure, so grew up on it and uh, good friends with, with all the guys over there. So love what y'all are doing. Keep up the hard work there, and, and we're going to keep supporting you from our end.
2: Hey, thank you, Slade. Hey, knock you down a bunch of turkeys. And if there's anything we can do to help you, let us know.
1: Hey, same for you guys. If you're in Tuscaloosa, let's let's grab lunch too, or you want to slip out in the woods in Alabama holler at me.
2: Hey, that'd be great. Slade, thank you very much.
1: All right, thank you guys. Yeah. Have a yeah. day.
2: Thank you for spending time today with Shed and I and our guest, Mr. Slade Johnston, the founder of Trips for Trade. He has developed a very unique outlet for people who have a love for the outdoors to obtain opportunities that might not otherwise be available to them. Slade has also provided a discount code for membership to Trips for Trade by using FOSHI20, C H E two O, which will provide you with a 20% discount on a yearly membership. Please follow Slade on Facebook and Instagram, as well as his webpage at tripsfortrade.com. He can also be contacted at slade at tripsfortrade.com. Also, please assist us by liking and rating today's episode and by subscribing to the Foshi Creek podcast. We are not a sponsored podcast, so the only way we are able to reach a broader audience is by word of mouth and the number of subscriptions, likes, and positive ratings that we receive. Please share our content on your social media platforms and with all your hunting and outdoor friends. Thank you again for listening, and as always, we learned everything we knew down on Foshi Creek.